Welcome to Tears of a Clown, the podcast. I'm Liv, and we're on episode 18 today. It has been a hectic few weeks. I was at a bachelorette party in San Diego. My nephew is getting married, and we have just about a two-year age difference, so we were really raised more like siblings than we were uh, aunt and nephew, and people always get it confused. They're like, your cousin, your brother, like... Uh, so it's a big deal. He's getting married, and uh, it's a large wedding tomorrow, so I'm just soaking in some me time, getting all packed and ready recording this episode, going to work out and just cuddle up with my cats until it's go time tomorrow. We've got family coming in from out of state and I'm very excited to see my family. I've got, you know, the next couple days off so we can all spend time together, go to Napa, have wine, you know, all that good stuff. So I've been doing a lot of running around and through this all, I have been tried and tested through my image of myself and my body. So when you are a part of a wedding for anybody who hasn't been, uh, you are adhering to basically a dress code. Now, everybody does it differently. More modern weddings a lot of times let, you know, people pick their own outfits. But for traditional weddings, which are are the biggest percentage of weddings still at this point, uh, are, you know, you wear a dress. I'm not a dress person. I'll put one on for like good measure if I'm feeling really confident and I'm okay with like being in it for like, two hours max. Uh, but otherwise I've just never really liked them. I don't like wearing them. They don't, they don't make me feel good. So, you know, wearing a dress, getting, you know, heels. I'm not a heel person. I have all sneakers. Uh, I just don't, I don't wear heels. Right. Um, and these are all things that are part of dressing up for special events. So it could be anything. It's a work party. It's a wedding. It's this, it's that, uh, birthday. Uh, just not me. I don't like to dress up. I like to wear jeans and a crop top. That's what I wear. And if I'm not wearing that, I'm wearing something really baggy. So I have been really going through the ringer at trying to just simply accept how I look and where I'm at and what I need to do at this point in my life. And for anyone who's been, you know, in a place where they've struggled with disordered eating or thoughts towards their body and themselves and um, been in the absolute carousel that is just body resentment uh, and, um, you know, yo-yoing through different weights or different, you know, fluctuations, etc. Or, you know, just never really felt comfortable in their own skin. These kind of things that come up in life that are so regular can really test you uh, in terms of your progression and where you stand with yourself. So I wanted to talk about just confidence today in general. And I'm hoping that I can give some tips that can help others that maybe don't have that confidence that they're looking for in their day-to-day lives, but feel hungry for it. Now, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I am pretty confident when it comes to posting photos of myself. I don't have like an everyday, even every week kind of stream. I don't necessarily profit off my photos. What I mean by that is if somebody sees a photo of me they like, it might entice them to go buy a book and that does certainly help. Uh, But I don't, you know, have any private sites. I don't sell my photos, anything like that. I just post my photos because I like the way I feel and look at them. And a lot of times people ask me, well, why don't you make, you know, an OnlyFans or something like that? And, you know, there was one moment where I was like, well, why don't I? Like, there could be a lot of money in this, etc. But the reality is, is like, 
I just don't want to. I already can't stand when people are creepy towards me, number one. Number two, I would never get nude uh, publicly or on the internet. That's just not for me. Um, and I totally respect people that do. I think that's a hustle. It's a grind. Just not for me. Uh, but my, you know, my confidence allows me to do certain things. And I do things because they make me feel good. And for me, the, the limit there is like posting some like suggestive spicy photos and then I'm, I'm good. Like I feel good and I... I, I love it because it's a great reminder of the discipline and progress I've had in terms of my mental journey with my eating disorder and uh, more importantly, just my self-acceptance experience because that has been just a ongoing thing for a long time. So I am personally elated to feel good and be able to, you know, post something that makes me feel good and I'm looking at it, I'm like oh god I'm so proud of myself man you know this Peloton I always make my Peloton jokes and it's funny because what I experience a lot of the times is conditional uh responses so for instance people are who are supposed to unconditionally and I use air quotes or um accept me and love me that that's the that's the line for them right or you know those who think I'm cool but but that's the problem for them it's it's something that not everybody's about I've certainly gotten judgments and I'm sure a lot of them behind my back uh like for those of you who might be listening to this who like talk shit about the photos I post like I know you talk shit and I can very clearly tell who does and one of those reasons is you can see how people support you and how they respond to you if they're looking at your stuff to say things about you or if they're looking at your stuff to uplift you so something I personally do whenever I see a photo of one of my friends or you know someone I'm cool with on the internet like I can tell they took and they're filming themselves I always affirm them I'm always like hey I don't sit there and stare at it and be like oh my god you know right I don't follow people that I don't fuck with that's just not something I do uh I, I don't agree with that I don't like you know, being fake on the internet. It's just not something I'm into. It, it agitates me when I see people do that, talking about someone they don't like and then interacting with them online. I'm like, you were just making fun of her eyebrows the other day. Like, what's going on? But, uh, you know, nonetheless... So it's interesting some of the uh, treatment I've received for the photos I take. Now, mind you, uh, you could take those photos and not have, you know anything to stand on so to speak like you don't have to accomplish anything to validate why you want to take a hot photo of yourself um and i need to make that clear uh but it's really interesting because i have a very successful career that i'm extremely dedicated to i've you know got a, a really balanced and, and good life that i'm proud of and that i've worked really hard for um you know i've got a value system that i i work really hard to meet and follow and um truly commit myself to and I'm a loyal you know friend family member etc uh very giving all these other things like I I have things about myself that I know are great and so it's really interesting to me that it's like you know you can call me when you have a life crisis and it's like oh god you know I know I know Liv can fix this but the minute I post a photo with my ass out it's like oh god I can't I can't <laughs> I'm done with this person this is where I'm going to throw her to the fucking wolves, right? And so as you guys can imagine, hearing me talk about this, like I've I've experienced several different things. And what I want to talk about is how I maintain my confidence through that, especially, you know, just barely touching on how it's affected my dating life, because I've essentially experienced segregations of two different types of people. One, the ones that go after me because they think because I post those photos, that's all there is to me. And they're physically driven a lot of people are driven by their flesh and driven by their desires um which it's human nature uh 
some more than others though, certainly. And that's all they want. And they think because I post those photos, it's really easy to achieve to, you know, experience that. Or there's those that are like not okay with that. And they somehow don't take me seriously because I will, you know, randomly post a thirst trap online. And that that suddenly makes me not wife material. That suddenly negates my, you know, beliefs and my commitments and my achievements. And it's so interesting because I, I've really rarely found something in the middle. I think if I would have by now, I would have, I would have probably found a partner, uh, but you know how I maintain being true to myself and and not giving into those doubts is I think about why I do it in the first place. So I'm gonna break this down totally and fully for you guys. I wake up on a let's say a Friday. I go and I, I get my workout in and I eat a breakfast, which has been a struggle for me for pretty much all of my you know adult young adult and adult life. I eat my breakfast, I worked out, get some work done, you know, uh, have a, a you know, good day, just being productive, excited for the things that I have to come for my goals and, and also just enjoyable things I have for my weekend. You guys know I love Fridays. So I'm feeling good about myself. I do my makeup, I do my hair and I'm like, damn, I feel great today. And I, I feel like I look wonderful. And so I'm like, I'm gonna, I get creatively inspired. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take a photo like this. And then I try some photos and I do this and I do that. And I'm like, I like the way that turned out. And sometimes, you know, I'll use a filter and not that big of a fucking deal. If you want to use a filter, use a filter. You can tell. Yes, if someone's nose looks a little more blurred out, you can probably guess that in like 3D, you see their nose like as they're moving around. Um, but like, you know, I do whatever, put a filter on it maybe, do this, do that. If I have a zit, hide it with some Facetune. And I post it. And I'm like, damn, I feel good about myself. Like, it's really that simple. I go through that. And sure, sometimes I have a crush on someone and I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling myself and I want them to see how damn good I look. Or sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I would love some positive affirmation today. I've been like alone in my house, just working, doing this. I, you know, I'm not seeing anyone. I'm not involved with anyone. It would just be nice to get some love, you know? And that's it. Okay. It's not like this dark nefarious thing that goes on. And I'm, I'm not doubting that with some people it can become a cycle and, you know, it can go into deeper issues. Um, and every person's going to have to go through their own journey and have those own experiences. I've had things that I've done that were compulsive that weren't healthy. Um, but this is just something I do. And there might come a time in my life where, especially maybe if I meet someone, I'm getting a lot of that affirmation or I'm waking up in the morning, I'm feeling those things. And I have someone next to me that I wake up next to that's like, fuck, like you look so good, baby. Like you look so good, you know? And then I'm like, well, let me hear that again. And I get distracted and I don't even think twice to post a photo. Right. But I'm a single woman who's working on herself and like, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's something I enjoy doing. And I feel like one of the reasons why I've been able to be consistent in doing this, especially with the judgments I get for being an executive and having a career. And I have people from my company follow me. If you follow me, that's, that's under your own decision, right? Uh, what I do in my personal life and, uh, you know, how I behave is it does has nothing to do with my career. And furthermore, if I'm not hurting anyone um, or jeopardizing anyone, it's it's like not even it's a non-factor. Right. But I kind of remain still in my place because what I found is if something feels good to me, I'm going to do it. Now, I understand there's some things in life that do feel pretty great that we shouldn't indulge in, and that's up to every 
other person's own discretion to decide. There's certainly things that I used to love doing that now I don't do, like smoking cigarettes. Every so often, like if I'm out and I have, you know, a few drinks, a few, uh, I'll have some cigarettes. But like I used to smoke every day and I realized, you know, it was it, it was not good for me. I already have, you know, some pretty sensitive lungs. Just wasn't the right thing for me, right? But if someone else is going to do that, I can't stop them. And I'm not going to be like, hey, you're a piece of shit for doing that. Or like, my love for you is conditional now because you decide to indulge in something that makes you feel good. So it it starts there. It starts with what it does for me. Now, what I found personally, and everybody finds confidence and self-affirmation in different places. What I found is when I see myself in a picture that I like, it helps me undo all the things that people have told me that I am for so much of my life. And I'm able to see that and objectively go, that's a, that's a cutie. That's a, that's a cute little thing in front of me right there. And I can take myself out of my head that's, you know, riddled with anxiety and, and has so much, you know, of these, you know, dark lingering experiences and go, there's just a person there and that's like a beautiful human. And sometimes I do that intimately in front of the mirror or sometimes, you know, I do it after I, I do something for someone that I, I, I love and I feel really good about, you know, being there for, et cetera. This is just one of those ways that I've been able to see myself in a different light. So I think the overall belief is there. Now, do I get discouraged sometimes when I get judgment or I can tell people treat me differently or, you know, especially like there was someone that I was really interested in and, um, you know, there was, they had told me that they weren't ready to date some time ago. I think it was last year uh, and end of last year. And they had just gone out of a relationship and we've stayed semi in contact and they'll probably listen to this. So if you know who you are, I'm sorry, I have nothing but great things to say about you. But, you know, there was doubts in my head. You obviously go through a list of insecurities, but I kind of felt like, you know, this person's more conservative and and isn't, you know, totally seeming like they really want a partner who like will post their ass on Instagram. Um, and I couldn't help but think, oh man, maybe this is why he's not interested in me or doesn't actually want to go for me. Right. And there was that moment there where I was like, well, I shouldn't do this. I should, you know, behave and act this way. And, you know, and I've had people tell me that like, well, maybe you'd be settled down if you weren't doing this and doing that. And I'm like, no, if I'm going to do those things, they'll happen naturally. Like is the likelihood that I'm going to post those traps high once I find my person? Probably not, but I'm single. So it's a little different, right? And so it's, it's interesting that you are faced with several different routes to go with something as simple as taking a photo. And it's important that you don't just do things because someone asked you to do it. Now, when we're talking about a relationship or we're talking about compromise and we're talking about boundaries, this is very different. If you're doing something that makes your partner uncomfortable and you guys haven't worked through that and talked through that and came through a clear agreement, that's completely different. But if you're just a person who's existing and doing what you want, it's really, like I said, not that fucking complicated. It's not that big of a deal. So what I found is, you know, just going back again, what feels right for me, what feels good for me, what affirms me, and uh, most importantly, like... <laughs> I don't want to sound super cliche, so to speak, but I'm young right now. Okay. I'm in my early thirties. That's not like your early thirties are the new early twenties. Like I feel better and look better than I did at 21 and I'm 31. And except this time I'm smarter, have more money, have a cooler place, you know, all those other things. So I'm young and I feel good about my body and I see the way people as they get older, especially women, 
talk about themselves and treat themselves and what happens through the hardships of just being a woman in life and whether that be motherhood, you know, career, all these other stuff, these things that you, you experience. And I really know very little women older than me that are confident in themselves, happy with themselves, feel good about themselves and really do things to love on themselves. So I don't want to end up that way, but I think it starts now with just being present in the moment and accepting myself and seeing myself for how I am. And I'm not going to get old and go, well, shit, I really regret like taking that photo of myself where my tattooed ass was out. It's like, no, I, yeah, I was young and I did that and it felt good and it felt right in the moment and I did it. And that's okay. Um, and anybody who's going to be small-minded and mistreat me for that is probably not someone I'm going to align with in the first place. So I think there is a level of just kind of embracing the now with it as well. Now, I do think when you make bigger commitments and decisions, I can sit there and someone could pull up a photo of me, you know, with my hands covering my boobs or my ass out, and I wouldn't be ashamed in front of everybody. I'd be like, oh yeah, I like that photo. That's cool. And I could do that. I've done that already in front of, you know, people that I know, people in all walks of my life, no matter what age, no matter what relation to me. Now, if there's something that I do that I have to think twice about, like if it's intimate with someone or anything else, that's where I really sit down and think about like, okay, how do I actually feel about this? Am I uncomfortable right now? Um, would I regret this, et cetera? And those are those decisions that you have to make in the, the then, but also thinking about the later. And there are risks associated with anything that you decide to do that makes you vulnerable, whether it's emotionally, physically, anything else. Now, for those of you who are like, listen, Liv, I want to feel good about myself, but um, that posting the um, ass pic is not for me, right? Like, I, just not for me. That's okay. You can find other ways to do that. So I would say just through, again, photo and video expression, sometimes it's just nice to set up your phone in different areas of your house and take little photos of yourself and see what makes you feel good. Like emphasize on parts of your face and your body that you like, because no matter, even at my lowest journey with, with my disordered eating and, you know, hating myself um, and my body, I still had one thing about me I really liked. I, I've always had one thing about me that I <laughs> that really liked and anybody close to me knows what that is. So like finding those things and experimenting just with yourself, you don't have to post it, okay? And another thing is if you don't wanna take photos, spending some time with yourself in the mirror and really embracing, you know, I constantly hear people say like, I just look like shit, I, I hate the way I look, this, this and that. And it's like, babe, you are in this body forever. This is your skin. Like as long as your forever is, whether that's till next week or, you know, three decades from now, or hopefully more, uh, you know, that is where you're at. You are not getting out of that. Now you can make alterations and enhancements, but spending time with yourself and just being able to look at yourself and be like, I, I have talked about this, I think on the last episode, like the affirmation thing, not really for me talking about like telling myself every morning, you're this, you're that it just doesn't do it for me. And I have friends who do that. And I, I love that it works for them. And it honestly makes me so happy to hear about their experience with it. Um, but you know, just spending time and just like being like, you know, when I was first kind of going through this journey before, when I really, you know, was off the internet and also like when I had just gone on it and really wasn't posting much, I've always like taken pretty good selfies, I'd say, but uh, I wasn't doing much there. I just would kind of hang out with myself and be like, I'd look at myself and I'd be like, you're like a, you're like a cool chick. Like you're, you're pretty smart. You're pretty cool. Like, and that was just the way I, I like would look at myself. It wasn't even like an out loud thing. I just would look at myself and be like, yeah, you're, you're 
you're dope. Like, I like you. And that helped me, right? So doing things like that, also like body expression is really great. Like I do this thing every, you know, couple days a week where I blast music and I dance around my house and I have the best time doing it. And it's so freeing and it feels so good to move around my body and not have to worry about how people perceive it. When I was clubbing in, you know, San Diego um, the other week for that bachelorette, like I was having fun and, and drinking and I was with a group of girls and they were all really high energy and just enjoying themselves. So it was like, it was all constantly going and there wasn't really dull moments, so to speak. So I wasn't needing to really think about how I looked, regardless of the fact that I was wearing dresses, not comfortable in dresses, et cetera, right? So that was great, but I still knew I was guarded when I was dancing. Like I wasn't going to dance all sexy and shit. Now when I'm at home, that's when I'll get into it and I'll be like, okay, cool. So that's a really great exercise for me. Um, and then also, you know, I don't want to like limit this to one type of gender expression or, you know, gender in general, but, um, just like putting on clothes that you like or getting yourself even some small pieces that you like and wear, like, and they really affirm something in you that you need. Like, wow, I look this way, like insert this, insert that, like walking around, even in your house with stuff like that, even if you're not ready to wear it out or you don't have any plans, that's super helpful. Asking your friends for a list of things that they love about you or funniest moments with you, anything that really like caters towards your, uh, self-esteem. So for me, I love when I have, you know, my best friend tells me about all the ways that I've like helped her and taught her things. Um, and I love that. Like that's so helpful for me. And then other, you know, other of my closest friends and best friends, like I really like when they show um, me, they value me through intellect and like emotion. Like that means the world to me. But for some folks, like it could be humor or it could be like, you know, traveling, adventure, experiences, like get a, a little list. It's not weird to ask your one of your even one of your people to be like hey can you tell me some things you love about me like are you like about me think are cool about me or something you think i don't know about myself that you like that can really help too and if, if you don't have you know a friend that you feel comfortable doing that with maybe a family member or coworker can really help um and then i think most of all just being present with how you are as, as you exist like just being present with that some days i I have a sensitive stomach. I eat and I swear to you, like it looks like I'm pregnant. Like I just eat and I look pregnant immediately. And then there's other days where I'm like, oh, I don't have to suck in that much today. Like it's, it's better. And, and that's probably due to the fact that I refuse to give up certain foods. I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. I'd rather look that way and enjoy my food. Uh, but just kind of looking at myself and being like, okay, this is the way I look today. Like this is how it is. Right. And that's less of like the lovey dovey romantic fun stuff, but that's more of like a day-to-day -day practice and reality that you can, you know, go through and, um, just, you can just be neutral being neutral with yourself is the start. And for some people, it's also the finish. I have days where, again, I said I really like myself and the way I look. And then I still have days where I'm like, you know, whatever. There's plenty of times where I'll take photos and I'm like, oh, hell no. Or I'll look back at photos and I'll be like, God, why did why'd I post that? Like, I look goofy. I don't look good. Like, this is not it. This is not it. So I think finding different ways to see yourself through a different lens is so crucial but also again just practicing that neutral stance towards yourself especially if you're struggling with self-hatred is such a more calming place because again I can say I've been there a lot of times trying to jump to that self-love thing just feels super awkward not genuine it doesn't feel right and that's totally okay 
Now, I know for some of you, the way that you view yourselves or, you know, those those chains you carry come from someone or someone's <laughs> uh, saying something really horrible to you. And there's no eraser that can totally take that away. And your loved ones have probably tried to affirm with you already that it's not truth. Um, and I just want to say I, I understand and I, I'm, I'm standing with you here in that. I, I, I certainly get it. Um, you know, I think about the first time that I was just so betrayed by someone I loved in such a vulnerable, no, normal moment um, when I was my thinnest, my, my partner criticizing my weight. Like I was underweight. I was not healthy. Uh, and that was for several reasons. I wasn't getting the right treatment for my panic and anxiety disorder, which I I haven't talked about much on the podcast and maybe I will, maybe I won't. I feel like a lot of people talk about anxiety and depression, all that stuff here. And um, I haven't had a lot of the same experiences as other people, specifically just having the panic aspect. I think that's a still very not well-known um, part of the realm of mental illness, which is, you know, an ongoing journey for me and treatment. Uh, but I just, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't getting what I needed and I just remember that and it was like my whole world flips up upside down and all of, you know, all of the trauma I'd been through already as a kid, like that was just, that further affirmed it, but just made it, it, it like took it to a new level. It was a different level of hurt and I carried that with me for so long through the years and then it only made it worse when someone else would affirm it. So when the next person I finally got vulnerable and trusted said something else and the next person and the next person and after a while, I was just like a body bag of like scars, like ripped open flesh. And every single person had made their fucking mark in me. And that's all I was. I was just marks that everybody had left in me. And when you're that way, when you're bleeding everywhere, <laughs> you don't know where to start patching. Um, but I, I would say you go for the crucial areas. Like you go for the arteries, right? So I thought about the biggest wounds when I started going through this, the most painful ones. And I just went head on with those. And part of what helped me was looking at some of these things and seeing if there was any truth in them. If I found personally truth in them. So looking at the different instances and going, was there truth in this instance? Was there truth in this instance? And what I started to realize was, I started kind of manifesting what others had projected on me till it started becoming a reality. So till I started actually feeling that way, I never had insecurities about my body until I experienced that kind of emotional damage and abuse from from partners, right? And then it started manifesting. I started taking less care of my body. I started resenting my body. I stopped you know, making the efforts to be physically active and eat the way I did and all these other things, like I stopped. So I almost just believed it so much that it was like, it wasn't worth it. And that was the biggest wound for me was taking that back, like grabbing that shit, grabbing that skin, pressing it closed, getting a staple gun and being like, I'm, no, like I'm not dying tonight, right? And that was facing some of that truth head on. Now I won't say that's for everyone and I've been insulted in ways where it's like, what the hell? But I do feel that a lot of the times when you've been through enough and you do get insulted in ways that you know aren't, aren't don't actually align with who you are, you can go, that's fucking bullshit. And you can throw that away, right? And then there's some that feel so shameful and so dirty and so terrible that you don't even want to tell anyone else because you don't even want to risk them seeing you that way. Those are the ones that get locked inside, right? And then for some of us, 
those things build up and then we start living them out. So, or we start doing things that um, align with that belief. And, and that's what I was doing. I started aligning with the belief that my body wasn't good enough. So I want to encourage you as you're ready and as you, f- you know, feel prepared to, to just unzip the bag and just start looking, start checking out the wounds, start seeing where they are. And if you're not ready to go for, like I said, the major, the major one, and you're like, I got to bleed, but listen, I'll, I'll do a little bit. I'll do a little bit here to try and keep dragging myself through this. Then you do that. But I, I really, really encourage that you take the time to see where you find truth in the things that have been, you know, spoken against you and, um, where you don't, because that will clear the road so much. Some of the stuff that I was carrying as well, even the ones I like things I didn't laugh off, I didn't realize I was carrying it until I started doing that like check over. And I'm, I'm due for another one here soon. I mean, it's an ongoing process. You don't just do it once. But I didn't realize I was carrying those. And those were just things that like, I, I just couldn't even, I couldn't even think about or talk about because it was just so hurtful. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, you know, why, why did this person say this about me? And that's really, it wasn't even the insult. It was like, why did you say that about me? Why did you do this to me? You know, and going through that betrayal. So you really want to separate what's spoken, what your reaction to it was, what your relation to that person is, because you also need to look at the person that's talking to you. When I think about the first person who spoke that against me, I I mean, (laughs) not even like as, as, how do I say this? As time would have it, I'm sure that they've been told that now. And, and as time would have it, if you look at this person, I'm sure you would, that person would be told that now. And I I don't envy them in the sense where it's it's not fun to go through. It's not fun to be in that space. And, you know, I don't know how the universe is going to work that out. They're not my fucking problem. I don't have a relationship with them anymore. So that's one thing. But I start going through the roster and I'm like, oh my gosh, like some of these people, it's just like, what, where did you get off saying this shit to me, right? And so I... Really sit there and take an inventory because if there's people that are not shit that are saying horrible things to you, you got to you got to take the time to chew through that. And as you do, congratulate yourself and thank yourself for even trying that because there are so many people who walk around with a million fucking blades inside of them and they're just like gushing out and they just they take it out on the world they're walking like running no running not walking like a zombie biting everybody while they can and infecting them so just trying to be better than that is a start and is honorable in itself so I'm proud of you now I know you all want a story time because for some of you I I believe it's your favorite part of the podcast and I'll oblige anytime unless I have a special guest I'm going to oblige so this is the story of the slime mistake It was the end of 2020 and I had had a very terrible to say horrendous end of 2020. Let me just break it down for you. I got my heart broken by someone that I just absolutely loved and really, really wanted to build a future with. I got COVID during my birthday and I got OG COVID. I've talked about this on the podcast before. OG COVID, like those who know, know. Like dead ass thought I was going to die and my cat died my eldest cat corbin rupert who was my entire world passed away uh and then on top of that i missed my 30th birthday because i was grieving my dead cat and i had covid so it was just it was not good okay it was not good and of course the the whole heartbreak thing so i finally get myself back out there after a couple weeks of recovery i'm like 
I'd like to meet someone. Get back on the apps. Shocking. And I end up matching with this guy who was very traditionally and conventionally attractive. When I say that, I mean that the stereotype of like the OG Abercrombie model prototype is kind of what he fit. Really tall abs, dark hair that's thick, like big, big brown eyes, nice jawline, tan, like all these things. And so we start talking and I'm like, I, I pretty quickly figure out like he's not a very intelligent or perplexing person but I was definitely physically attracted to him and it seemed like we were gonna have fun we start seeing each other and um you know certainly get into the physical side of things and I'm like okay we we definitely connected there like that was the one thing we did we did do well with uh I could say for everything else absolutely not um quickly just realized I didn't totally like him as a person but I kind of tolerated him and I was having fun with some of the things that we were doing like going on dates etc so kind of kept going with it um the more time I spent with him the more I realized that he was absolutely obsessed with attention and he wasn't confident he was arrogant so he was entirely self-obsessed and I when I say this I genuinely mean it I've never met someone in my life who is more into themselves uh he would spend just hours watching videos and looking at pictures of himself he would constantly talk about um, women that wanted him and conquests and he was obviously deeply insecure in a lot of ways but still very much liked himself have you ever met someone like that there are people like that uh and he was one of them so his behavior was pretty off-putting but I think the worst of it was that he was like the OG like 2020 cringe but not intending to be cringe POV TikTok guy and so he would make these terribly embarrassing videos where he's like doing POV trying to be like a zaddy not definitely not definitely not and it I can't I want to douse my brain in gasoline just even fucking thinking about this it would get sent in group chat once the girls found it I was it was dead like they they were like we're never meeting this guy like this is a joke this is terrible and I don't blame them. Uh, so I really didn't like that. But I think the worst part was is that he would just indulge every single person that would give him any attention. It was like his favorite thing. Like I wasn't there. All he cared about was getting attention. And so, you know, there was like these middle America older women that with like grony photos that were like, you know, you should come do the yard work for me. I want you tongue out face like just do. Oh God. And he would just like, it kind of grossed me out because he just, any person that gave him attention, he would just go for it. So I started noticing he had pretty suspect behavior online and I was already kind of backing off and realizing that this probably didn't have, not probably, it didn't have legs. Uh, and it all kind of came to a head when he ended up telling me that he was selling content online for money now everybody has their different boundaries I even talked about an OnlyFans earlier whatever you do and you decide on with your body is your choice and people who are going to disrespect you for that or judge you for that not don't deserve a place in your life now if they don't want to see it or you know again they, they don't quite understand it that's different but for me personally after a lot of the wounds that I've been through with cheating and people taking advantage of things like that, it's it's a boundary for me. I can't personally do it with my partner. It's just not something I think I can do. Now, have I met someone that, again, that is doing that, that I really like, that maybe that we could change that with? Like, I could have conversations and build trust and, and get there? Totally. I'm not saying I'm closed off to it, but it was way too soon and I was not comfortable with it. And, of course, he had lied about it amongst other things. 
so he discloses this to me and the, his way of trying to make me feel better is like it's only it's only to the opposite sex like it's only to men and you know whatever and so I'm like okay I'm trying to roll with it but I'm just like not comfortable it all feels really suspect again because of the behavior he had displayed online so one day he's like I gotta go to the store and get some supplies for a video will you come with me and I'm like yeah and he's like it's a slime video and I'm like all right I've, I've been like I, I've been around I know I'm not I wasn't born yesterday I'm like okay clearly this has a sexual connotation to it I just don't know to what degree so we get all the stuff to make homemade slime I'm helping him and I'm like okay I need a little more context here and he's like well this guy wants me you know covering myself in slime it's like you know he does it for him like that's his kink and I'm not gonna shame someone I'm just I'm not here to do that so I'm not even gonna go into that um it was him that was the issue so he pours all this nasty makeshift slime over himself and I literally see this guy like just mentally obsessing over himself watching himself in the camera and it was just so off-putting to me and it was so it ripped away any mystery or want or attraction I had to him I was just like what are you doing like and of course he finishes it and is just talking about how good he looks and watching it over and over and over again. And not only did he look terrifying with like this colored makeshift slime all over him, his just demeanor was so off-putting and like unattractive to me that I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't think I can do this. So thankfully what ended up happening was like, reality intervened and I found out he was being unfaithful and cheating on me so I broke up with him um and <laughs> he continued to pursue his makeshift modeling career that he uh, apparently thought thought was uh definitely a reality for him and listen I'm not a hater but like I just I could not believe how little humility this person had and how much arrogance he had and I am so thankful that he did, you know, become unfaithful and probably from the start, to be honest with you, there were so many sketchy things, uh, that I was able to like really break free of like that whole like physical hold that I had there and end things. Now I will give you a funny tidbit. Uh, <laughs> my friends always talk about like the slime guy that traumatized me. The breakup was not good. Um, it did result in him showing up at my house with a cop escorting him. Now I know that sounds really like domestic and crazy. It wasn't like that. Um, <laughs> I found out he cheated on me while he was on a work trip and doing God knows what else. He had left a bunch of stuff at my house and including his keys and his car parked in front of my apartment. I uh, basically told him when I broke up with him, I'm throwing your keys in the fucking creek and like kick rocks like you suck. And um, he came back to retrieve the keys with the cop. I'm assuming because he was scared. So that was pretty priceless when I came down. I got a call from a cop and like a cop's calling me. And the guy was like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, you seem like a great girl. He just wants his keys. And if you have them, it'd be great. If if they somehow got lost, you can just tell me that. I'm like, nope, it's fine. Give me a second. Because I didn't throw them in the creek. Uh, and I just like gave him the cop and I just like laughed my ass off. I'm like, you are going to go nowhere in life. Um, and the reason why is because if you are deceptive and you are self-obsessed, and if you put your needs above others and hurt them in the way that this person did me and probably so many other people, I don't care how many lucky breaks you get. I don't care how good you look. Uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna meet your maker at some point. And I will add here at the end, 
not attracted to this person at all. Haven't, I haven't blocked on everything. Never looked back. My Google photos, like tried to pull up a memory and I was like, hell no, like hell no. I'm not even going to look at this. I don't claim this part of my life. So me sharing this with you all is like, oh, I want to puke. I'm going to go for freaking quick five mile ride after this. But hey, yeah, I dated someone who would pour slime all over themselves and I'm pretty sure it mentally got him off, which is a whole nother story. But anyways, that's story time. Thank you all for joining me today for uh, talking about confidence and self-acceptance and just being neutral and uh, working towards being loving towards yourself. Uh, if there's anything you'd like me to cover on the podcast, please just send me a DM or a text message or an email. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. I thank you all for joining me today and I can't wait to talk to you again in two weeks from now. So this is Liv with Tears of a Clown, the podcast, and I'll see you so soon.